bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-10. Let me see if I can get it right. 17 is the number. <laughs> what are we actually seeing here? What was happening? Well, isn't he Professor Positive? <laughs> he Unlike Trump, everything's bad. There's doomsday. He's more in the Reagan-esque morning in America. Things are fabulous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's also hedging his bets. He doesn't really go out and say he's not pro-choice exactly. Although he did say, when he say that he would vote for anything they put on the table, the Republicans. Mm-hmm. So he is not pro-choice. And he's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps rather than to me understanding the systemic racism that African Americans face in this country and other minorities he doesn't get it neither does uh, Clarence right and that's why they're Republicans yeah (laughs) so that was a comment by Joey Bear the other day on The View and if you don't know who Joy Bear is she's a she's a they said she was a comedian. I don't ever remember her being a comedian. I mean, the woman's like 70-something years old. I don't remember her ever being a comedian. But I digress. So it seems like Joy missed a few key important things when she decided to jump up on her TV show on ABC and Pontificate. 
So this one is for Joy. So, number one, you are not a black man or a black woman or black period. So how dare you speak up and try to act as if you can say what's on your mind. Now, I know that's number one and number two. Joy Bear, you are not a black period anything. So how dare you even speak about something you know nothing about. Now, I know you've heard that people say, hey, black people do it about white people too. And while that's true, the one thing I need you to understand is this. White people have had to live in two worlds all their life. Unless they lived in a predominantly black everything. And even then, everything they see on TV, everything they try to emulate, is white. So that's number one and two. Joy Bear is not a black man. Joy Bear is not a black woman. And you don't get to speak into the lives, number three, of black people. I don't know where you come off being this white female who thinks that you can just tell black people what's important to them and what's not because your politics drive who you are. People may not agree with Clarence Thomas. People may not agree with Tim Scott, but they've been black all their life. You haven't. So how dare you speak up and say something to and about somebody and you don't know anything about it? Why? Because you've never, ever, ever experienced it. Number four, joy. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. You ain't black. So you have no idea and can make no assumptions about what black people go through and what black people live. And I'm going to tell you something. You might find this shocking. You ready? I know a lot of black people that live in suburbs that have a heck of a harder time, even though it's quiet and peaceful. And you're hanging out with North Shore Nancy. They have a heck of a harder time. Because they can't find themselves. Everywhere they go is white. And we pretend like that's not important, but it is. It's important to white people, Hispanic people, Asian people, black people to be around their culture, to be comfortable in their culture. There's nothing wrong with that. I've said it before. I got friends. You should move to Port Washington. You should move to Cedarburg. I don't want to live around you it's not you it's where i want to live around me that's all don't take it personally i also told the person i don't want to get stared at well they might be staring at you because you're handsome that's stupid bottom line you stare because what are you doing here oh you're misinterpreting it is that the same person that calls the police Hmm. Interesting. Well, I have one thing for Joy. I don't need to say it long. I don't even have to use the whole segment. There's something I think Joy needs to understand, but the only way she'll understand it is I need her to answer just one more question. 
since she seems to have all this information on everything and everybody else on how we should act and the only reason they're acting that. And part of what she was saying about us pulling us ourselves up by our bootstraps, that's what our parents taught us. Your problem is you think we need white people to do anything. We can't do anything without white people. We can't get an education without white people. Who died and said that you are important? We can get a 4.0 grade point average. We can go to Harvard. We can go to Yale. We can go to Concordia. We can go to UWM. What makes you think we can't vote? Because we don't have an ID. We do. The assumptions you make about us insult us. But Joy, I just got a question for you. And it's a simple question. It's easy. Hopefully sometime this week you'll answer the question on The View. Maybe somebody will forward this to you. Because some of your comments are dumb. Not you. Your comments. There are black people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. There are black people who fought in struggle. You know what that's called? That's called hustle. Black people are not a broken down group of people that need white people's help 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The older I get, the more I see we really do need to do it ourselves. But the question for you, Ms. Bayer, I just want to know one thing. It is simple. I got to ask. Who died and made you black? And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Gale. Who died and made you black? Like she didn't took somebody's place or something. That just burns me when white people step up and want to tell you. Well, let me explain to you why, because you're too stupid to really understand. See, Tim Scott is a Republican, so you know he has brain damage or he has really. I mean, I know you don't like. Clarence Thomas, Tim Scott. Sometime I hear some of the things they say and I go, mm, okay, I was with you about 75, 80% and then and then you, you, you started on some stuff that didn't make no sense. What are we doing? You know, they get into those Republican talking points. But when they talk about growing up black and growing up poor and, and fighting racism and all that, I got that. It's, it's when they got to the other... You know, some of the other things that I agree with and then some of it I don't. So I'm like, "Mm, that's that's your thing. That's your prerogative. But Joy doesn't have a right to tell us what she thinks about it. I don't care. Well, 
Let me rephrase that. She does have a right to tell us what she thinks about it. Giving it any gravity or utility is wasted. We'll decide that. And if we decide yes or no, it's yes or no. Somebody asked me a question the other day. Well, what about, you know what? Let me find it. Because I had to think about it. I'm not going to tell you the person that told me, but it, it disturbed me when I read it because I said, well, I don't think that really. Let me, let me, let me just find it. So. The person said thoughts on Senator Tim Scott's candidacy for president. Can he possibly move the needle for African-American voters? So right away, instead of asking, can he move the needle for voters or for people in America? They went straight to race. It's almost like, yeah, he's Republican, but he's a black Republican. Yeah, we can't we can't really take him seriously. And what if he ended up being the only viable candidate we had and he wins the Republican nomination? You're going to vote for Biden? I'm just asking. I'm not I'm not going either way. I'm just saying you don't vote for Biden. Who'll be 86 when he's done? Who can barely hold a sentence together? Who you have other people who are not in office. But in a different frame of mind, running your government, telling him what to say. That's scary. I don't care who the president is. Trump, Obama, Clinton, I don't care who it is. If you get to that age and you can't hold a sentence together, you got to go. You got to go. Which is telling us that politics needs to change. This diehard vote Democrat, no matter what, because these are the things they do for black people when historically they don't do much. If anything. Same thing with the Republican Party. So what are we doing as black people as it relates to what we're doing? Here's the issue. You are starting to see right now local politics matter. In the same side of his mouth where the mayor, Cavalier Johnson, said that, oh, there's an issue with the city of Milwaukee. And if we don't get money from the state, we're going to go broke and we're going to go bankrupt in 2025 because our COVID money will run out. In the same vein said that he does not want to leave the people of Milwaukee with a vote to vote whether or not we'll get a sales tax. Because he knows the majority of people that are in Milwaukee care about what happens to this city. But he doesn't think they're smart enough to look at the information, read it, and make a decision. They're the voters, not you, Mr. Mayor. You do not have the right to decide whether or not we are taxed. We do. But I tell you one thing. If you decide it and if they turn it over and decide, hey, the mayor can decide for you whether or not you'll be taxed, first thing you need to do is leave office. Because we got too many poor people in the city of Milwaukee that are struggling 
struggling already before we had inflation. We can do run them out, get them evicted. You don't have enough juice to pass a, a, a law that says they can't be evicted. It took the federal government during COVID to do that. Talk about trickle-down economics. If the mayor decides whether or not he's going to tax us and then taxes us, and on top of inflation and on top of not making any money, on top of that, you're going to have state tax and local tax. You can kiss that goodbye. You, you can kiss that goodbye. 833-212-1017 is the number. What, what are your thoughts? Thank you, good life. Derek said the old must allow the young to take their turn and run things. No, we don't. When you mess it up, no. That's That doesn't make any sense, Derek. You're going to let your kids drive the car and crash it when you know they don't know how to drive, but but well, well the, but they, you know, the young people need to take their turn at the wheel. No. Teach them first. But he never listened anyway. He's only listening to downtown money. White folks' money. That's the only thing he's listening to. They listen to black folks' money too. And and watch this. And now I'm gonna come to his defense. He's in a bad place. Tom Barrett knew what he was doing. Oh, you should be mayor. You should be mayor. Tom saw the cliff coming. And what did Tom do? He did what every other liberal white person does. When it come time for it to hit the fan, they step out of the way and let the black guy take it. And now you left hole in the bag, looking like a fool. And if the city goes into bankruptcy, it'll go into bankruptcy under the Johnson administration. Caused by the Barrett administration. But that's what they do to us. And we have to be smart enough to see past our headlights, past our skis, and around the corner to make sure this doesn't happen. This happens every single time. Whenever something's about to jump, boop, hey, it's time to go. And they roll out. We take it thinking we got something. And the bottom falls out. And so, see, that's why we can't put them in charge of anything because they screw stuff up. So I understand his argument of wanting to be able to have the common council vote whether or not we have tax. But tax is a thing where a representative government, absolutely not. Democratic Republic ain't trying to hear it. I want to vote directly whether or not we get taxes because it needs to be limited. I know we need the tax. I get it. We're going to have a tax. I get it. I just don't want the common council choosing it. I want the people of Milwaukee to choose their fate. And when you say that you don't want to leave it to the people of Milwaukee, that means that you don't trust the people of Milwaukee. You don't think they're smart. You don't think they're intelligent. You don't think they're educated. You think they're stupid. That means you're not doing your job. That means you're not explaining it. That means every alderman and older woman, I don't call them persons. They're not inanimate objects or, or third parties, aren't doing their job by talking to their constituents. Instead of sending me this idiocy about where to 
where to dump my garbage and where to pay my electric bill and 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 town hall meetings, you should be talking to us about how we're going to tax and how much the tax is going to be and giving us some models, some financial models on actually if you pay 5% tax, this is what it looks like. If you pay 2% tax, this is what it looks like. If you lock it in, right? Because Democrats have never had a tax they never they ever ended. Like, name me a tax Democrats ended. Social Security was temporary. Medicare, Medicaid was temporary. All this stuff we got. Aid for dependent children, temporary. And it's never ended. And our and our I remember when I was in school, way back when, you know, horse and buggies were out. And 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 the 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 deficit was in the billions. And I went, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of money. $300 billion. They're paying that on projects they send back to states. And we're in the trillions. What, $20 trillion or something? Well, you know what? I could talk about it or I could find it out. And type it out. What is the current... National deficit. Mm, I didn't say deficit, did I? I sure didn't. Ooh. Maybe I'm going to have to get to that when I come back. Okay, I'm done. I know I'm still talking, but I just had a heart attack on the air. The national debt is the total amount of outstanding borrowing by the U.S. federal government accumulated over the nation's history. $31.46 trillion. And so how much would each person owe before we go to break? And how much is it Per person in the U.S. <laughs> As of June 30th of 2022, it was $91,670 per person. That's the national debt. But see, you're missing the impact. I have a four-person family. That's per person. So your household, right? Different number. And so when you think about it, there are less households than people. No, I don't want to read that number. I don't want to read that number because people would move to so what I have is on fiscal data, I have the, the, the treasury.gov national debt clock. And you can actually see it click as it moves. At some point, this is going to run out, and we're going to run out of money. And we're going to be like England, paying more money to the government than we actually take home. For what? For what? 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, I got talking text. And we also have traffic.
sports, weather, all that stuff coming up right after this. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Somebody gonna holler. One 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 one. Anyway, eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Let's see. I almost flashed back into my college days, swiftly passed, imbued with memories fond, and the recollection slowly fades away, just like bumper music. Anyway, uh, y- y'all know nothing about that. You can go on and yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. C note said, in America, taxes and death is nonstop. We need to just get used to it. No. No. You shouldn't get used to people digging in your pocket. Having people trick you by using percentages. Oh, my God, the percentage. Look at that. The percentages. Oh, my God. He pays. She pays 20%. And he pays 10. Oh, my God, it's terrible. 20% of 100 is $20. 10% of 1000 is $100. Who pays more in tax? The $100 or the 20 Yeah, but their percentage is higher. I get it. So then, what do you do? Charge everybody the same percentage. Oh, we can't have that. I think that if you're rich, you should pay more. They already do. But if I pay more, I have less to hire you. So figure out which one you want. You either want a job or you want me to pay taxes. Money is finite. You can't pay everything. And if you work and you hustle and you build a business, if you hustle, you work hard and you get paid more money than the next person and they didn't hustle for whatever reason, everybody, I think I've had the same significant racial roadblocks that everybody else has had. I've had the same significant racial roadblocks in grad school, college, high school, but yet here I am. People helped me, gave me guidance, gave me direction. But I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to make you take direction. If you decide no, no. 
But here's what I'm not doing. I ain't giving you mine. If I got $5 and you got one, I'll show you how to make five. But I'm not giving you my five. And I think that's where the black community broke down. The black community broke down when we stopped helping each other achieve their own. Like back in the day, if you were broke, they might have gave you some money short term, but then they helped you start a business and then you had your own money. And I'm tired of hearing people, everybody talk, hearing everybody talk about this, this um, crab in a barrel. And Kyle, I see you. You know what? You know what? No, we, he sent me an email. We, we, we were arguing earlier about systemic racism and how presidents do and all this. And he had to send me this Wikipedia thing that said under Democratic presidents, uh, the economy went up 3.9% versus Republican, which is like 2.5. But that's an average. You, you can't, you, you can't like look at, there, there are too many components in it that caused it to go up or down, right? So, Democratic Democratic presidents usually presided over war. Well, the economy always did great. Right? You had the boom. That's why Truman, if you look at the list and Wikipedia, I was teasing him about Wikipedia, like, yeah, there's a great source, Wikipedia, that anybody can send to. And they go, oh, now you're complaining about Wikipedia. Yes, I am. But um, it comes down to after a war, your economy always does great. But I don't really care who's president, who, what, what the economy did great under what president, because it's not doing great now. So I think we just wiped out that, that 3.9% just under Biden. Poof. Now what? Notice it stopped at Obama. It didn't include Trump. So again, what you have to do is look at things that people give you and say what information is here and what information is not here. They excluded the Trump era and they excluded the Biden era. And that's all I'm saying. If you go look at all the presidents, look at all the presidents. And they started with Truman. And I guess Truman is where we really got into 46, 45. We really got into the real piece as it relates to an economy Gold standard, stuff like that. So now I got to go find some economists to bring in because we got to talk about that. I tell you. Derek said, let me see what Derek said. Derek said, will politicians keep getting paid if they default? Um, Depends. Depends on where you work. Depends on how much you get paid, stuff like that. So that's a very good question, Derek. Um. Who gets paid if the government defaults? Now, you know, you do understand the government will not really default, right? They'll just stop paying because they'll run out of money on certain things. Other things they have in reserve, they got to keep paying that. Okay, let me, let me quit because everybody's having a conversation now. Everybody want to talk. from the conversation we were having earlier. So everybody's sending emails back and forth. I left my volume on. And now I hear all the background. You know how your computers get a message. So anyway. So the question is, will Congress still get paid 
if the U.S. defaults on its debts. Well, with time running out and Republicans saying debt ceiling negotiations have hit a stalemate, many social media wonder if lawmakers will still get paid regardless. Well, without a deal, in the next couple of weeks, both the House of Representatives and the Senate, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has said the United States would not be able to pay its bills. But the question is, would members of Congress still get paid if they don't raise the debt ceiling? And the answer says, we'll talk about it when we come back. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Will politicians get paid if they default? Well, here's the deal. Members of Congress might still get paid even if the U.S. cannot pay its other bills. But this scenario has never happened before. There's no defined framework for how the federal government would operate after defaulting because of a failure to raise the debt ceiling. What we found is that while negotiations over the debt ceiling, this is from WUSA Channel 9 in D.C., uh, while negotiations over the debt ceiling have gone down to the last minute in the past, the U.S. has never defaulted on this debt because of a failure to raise the limit. The Legislative Reorganization Act of 1946 explains how Congress members should get paid and how much it says nothing about withholding their salaries. If the U S defaults, additionally, the national constitution center says article one, section six of the U S constitution states that lawmakers shall receive a compensation for their services to be ascertained by law paid out of the treasury of the United States and contains no exceptions. So the government basically will pay some of its bills but not all of its bills. It'll, 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 it'll cause a little, you know, problem. So government shutdowns don't hit payments for Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. So people that are telling you that, be careful because they are lying to you. When you hear people say, oh, my God, they're going to use Medicare. They're going to lose Medicaid. Oh, Social Security. You're not. Congress places those payments in a mandatory category that's exempt from the annual government funding process, therefore predominantly exempt from funding lapses. In other words, when you say, hey, I got a mortgage $1,000 every month for a total of $12,000 in the year, if that were Social Security, they would literally, in the beginning of the year, of the fiscal year, fund it at $12,000. So you can keep getting paid. So that's funded up front. Hey, we estimate these are the payments we're going to make. That's why the government tells you ahead of time. Hey, just so you know, this is how much money you're going to get paid. And then they pull that money out and say, multiply times 12, 
boop, that's it for Rhea. Rhea gets $12,000 this year, $1,000 a month. They take 12 out, put it in an account, then they pay Rhea out that account. So you're not going to. Now, if there's a government shutdown, federal agencies are required to classify their employees as what? You heard it under COVID. Essential or non-essential? The employees classified as essential continue work through the shutdown. However, the employees classified as non-essential are put on unpaid furlough. Unpaid. So what does all that mean? That means that unless your job is a function that keeps the government running, you ain't getting paid. You're on furlough. And so I wonder, do you get back pay? That's my question. If we ain't got no money, I don't get no back pay. You only get paid for what you work, and if you're not working, you don't get paid. And that kind of, you know, that's not cool. Security Mike say, I can see it on a billboard over by my job, sitting in my patrol van. The debt is over $3 trillion, $31 trillion, and they'll never, and they will blame us for it when it's Republicans' fault. It's not. That's not Republicans' fault. That's everybody's fault. Everybody has added to the debt. Republicans just didn't roll up and add $31 trillion to the debt under Trump or under Bush. It's been ongoing for years, for decades. You've been building this up, and we've been knowing this cliff was coming, and nobody did anything about it. The mayor of Milwaukee did absolutely nothing about the cliff that was coming, that he knew was coming. In 2025, he knew it was coming. You think he's an ambassador overseas by accident? Oh, look. I got asked to be an ambassador. Luxembourg. Ain't been to Luxembourg, but, oh, I'm out. And left. Holding the bag. Oh, but you'll feel good about yourself. You'll become a council president. Then you'll become mayor. And you left me holding a hole. A multi-million dollar hole that we can't make up. Unless we have taxes. Okay. But now we're here. COVID money's running out. They've already ended COVID, so there's no more money coming. So what will you do? So I don't know why, Security Mike, you seem to think that the Republicans are the ones that caused this. Because they didn't. Everybody caused it. It's been going on for multiple four, five, six decades, seven decades, eight decades. Not like there's no, there's nothing accidental about this. Oh, let's tweak it up a little bit more. Hey, Maria, I got this credit card, but it's, well, it's not a platinum card. It's a black card, right? You could just use it. But you don't have to pay it back now. They'll pay it back later. And so over time, you kept paying your card until what? You know what? We're going to give you grace. And then you forgot about it. 
well, you, but, but we, we want to pay a little more and a little more and a little more. We need to help people. We need to. And next thing you know, you're getting burned. We can argue all we want and make it partisan. But every president I know has added to the debt. Every single president I know has added to what we're paying. Because if we keep arguing partisan, we'll never get it fixed. We will never, ever, ever get it fixed. And that kind of scares me. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Do we have a caller? Okay. Want to try to squeeze him in? I don't see a name. Okay. George, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm doing okay. What about yourself? George, I got a question for you, man. Where you been? Trying to keep my blood pressure down. <laughs> you too. Hey, what's up? You know, Dr. Ken, the Republicans can, can, can end all this right now. I think... Yeah, Mayor Barrett left, and they knew it was coming, but he was dealing with the same thing that Mayor Johnson is dealing with. The Republicans can end all this right now if they just did the right thing with the money. They know what's going on. And and, and what they, is the right thing for the money? To do the right thing with the money to get the sales increase and let the mayor and them do what they need to do with the money instead of putting all these stipulations on the money. That's what I mean. Oh, I think the, so I, I can, absolutely agree with you. I think they can. They, they can end it if they wanted to, Dr. Kim, but and I, I know you know this. They, I don't know what it is about Milwaukee that they're trying to stick it to Milwaukee like they're trying to stick it to Milwaukee. Oh, and, I can and, tell and, you what that is. Well, I can tell you what it is, too. What is it? I want to hear you. I want to hear, I wanna hear what, to me. To me, it's a race thing. That's well, that. the way I look at it. To me, it's a race thing. Well, remember, they say. And for what it, and, say, and, and Milwaukee actually is the engine that runs the whole state. And to me, absolutely. it's almost like biting your nose off to spite your face. I don't understand that what you're thinking. I, mean, I don't either. But I don't understand eat. what Cavalier Johnson eat. is thinking about him being the only one in the Common Council deciding whether or not we pay taxes. I think that's a, I think the, the city voters need to decide that. I don't mind us paying more in I, sales tax, but dude. I think what. I think he's just scared that the people won't vote on it. Oh, they want to raise our taxes. And I think that's what he's – because that's what he wants to vote on. But that right? doesn't mean you get carte blanche. But that doesn't give you carte blanche to just jack us over I it agree. either. I agree with okay. you on that, too. Maybe okay. they should have a committee to, to, to figure no, out what to do with the no, money. But no, the people. It's us. You, you and me, dude. We need to vote. So what if so – what? I got about 30 people, seconds. Well, I, I can't say it in 30 seconds, so I'll just leave it at that. So we agree on that, because I can't say what I'm thinking to get my mind to fix it around in 30 seconds. So we'll right. just leave it at that then. All right. Thanks. Appreciate you, brother. Bye. 833-212-1017 is the number. I mean, I, I, it's we need to come up with something. If anybody has any ideas what the city of Milwaukee needs to do in order to get out of this crunch, it's not just 
tax or no tax. There's got to be something else. But we also need to go somewhere and go talk to Robin Voss to make him understand that if you jack the city, then you are going to be on our list. Forget Donald Trump. The new guy on the picture, Robin Voss.